Today on Marketing Against the Grain, we are going to talk about what your marketing team is going to look like in a post-AI world. What changes in skills, organizations, all of it that you're going to need to be successful. I'm your co-host, Kit Bodner, CMO over at HubSpot. I'm joined by my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, who's the CMO at Zapier. And this is Marketing Against the Grain. Let's get into today's show. Before we get to today's show, let me tell you about HubSpot. Finding a service solution that helps you keep your customers happy can feel impossible. Like, try to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at the networking event. HubSpot's all-new service hub can help. It brings together service and success together on one platform. With AI-powered help desk and chatbots to handle your frontline support tickets. So you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Karen, how you living, my friend? How are we doing today so far? We're doing good. Okay. So one of the themes, Kieran, that has come out of your and I's kind of back-channel conversation, we've gotten a bunch of questions, both from people who watch the show, but also just friends and peers out in the world, is like, hey, you talk a lot about artificial intelligence and how it's going to disrupt marketing and how companies grow. But part of that is like how marketing teams are structured, how they work, what skills they have as part of those teams. And people are just like, what do we do? And so we wanted to do a show today that was all about like, what do we think you should be doing now? And then what is, we're going to bust out the crystal ball, you know, take the cover off and say, hey, what do we think marketing teams are going to look like, you know, 12, 24, 36 months from now? We're going to do the domestic map. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do a little prognosticating. It's going to be fun. But before we get into the future, Kieran, people come at you every day. If you all could see Kieran's DMs, Kieran's DMs are crazy. And they're asking you this question over and over again. What are you telling them to do right now? So first of all, I will say I was at a concert at the weekend and I think I picked up a cold. So if the YouTube crew see me reaching for tissue, it's because I've got a cold. So I'm not so making just, you cry. What, co- what concert did you go to? I went to a concert called You Will Not Know This Band. Darren will know this band. I don't think you will know this band. Blur. Oh, I don't, it's a very like it's a very British band. I don't know who Blur is. Come oh, you know, on. I talked to someone earlier on in the states, and they didn't know who Blur was, but maybe it was an age thing. Blur's most famous song is "Song 2. Yes, they were a very big band in the 1990s. I feel only slightly insulted. Okay, well, I went to Blur. I hung out with friends beside where I live at a castle, where to see Blur. Got a cold, but I'm still here. I'm going to take you through what is going on in the world of marketing in the future and how do teams look like. Yeah. So I think there's a headwind for basically category of work to be done in marketing. There is a tailwind, I think, on a category of work to be done to marketing. And there is a brand new wind of like new things that I think will be much more important. So I got to love the wind analogies here. There's all these storms blowing through. All right. So I want to try to start on you. So what gets commoditized in future marketing teams? I think channel expertise. And so this is a hot, zesty take. Let's go. Right. Something like paid advertising, something like search, something like email. Why do I think those channel disciplines get much more commoditized? Because I think AI makes all of the people who are not super amazing at those things much better. So you actually don't need to be the best person at search, the best person at paid, the best person at email anymore. You can be a good generalist and actually you can use AI applications to be much better within those areas. So I think that research paper that I have cited multiple times on different shows where we had seen studies that AI drags experts into the middle and Mm -hmm. drags people who are okay something into the middle and everything gets dragged into the middle. That is particularly true for people with deep channel expertise. So I think that is one. 
The one I will leave out of there because I put this into the domain expertise. I do not think content is not a channel. Content mm-hmm. is a domain expertise, right? So make sure we separate those things. Channel you're ta- you're is talking like, about specific channels in which yeah. marketers engage their prospects and customers. Exactly. I think those things get commoditized. What I think becomes much more important is domain expertise. Domain expertise is how do I create a rich and engaging brand? How do I tell incredible stories? How do I have incredible creativity and innovation? Those things go up in value. And then the last thing, then I want to see what you think about these things. The third thing that I think becomes just the foundation of every marketing team is this kind of ops persona. So Mm -hmm. ops has been part of the marketing discipline, but I actually think that kind of ops likely goes away over time and gets replaced. We have a lot of ops functionality or even a lot of a whole industry built around roles that are just, how do I use this software? You don't need to know how to use that software when AI uses the software for you. What you need to know is how do I actually stitch together these AI experiences using custom applications for AI, custom data about my customers, and build these micro products that can have incredible experiences for my customers across all these different touch points. So channel expertise down, domain expertise up, and the role that is going to be critical for every single marketing team in the future is really this AI ops persona who can stitch together applications, use unique data, and build you these micro products and experiences for your customers. Okay, I I agree with some of that. I disagree with some of that. And I want want to get into it and have a real debate. To set up my debate, Kieran, I I do want to frame up something that I think is very important. Because some of what you said, I agree with in a vacuum, but the world doesn't operate in a vacuum. And there's some external forces that I think are impacting them. We had our, our offsite, Kieran, at HubSpot. You've been in the past. And I had a classic debate with Brian Halligan, which I often do. And he was making fun of me for just quoting Ben Thompson, but I'm right. <laughs> uh, so this is what I tried on you. So the first generation of the internet was very disaggregated, right? It was very just individual websites. Other than AOL, AOL was kind of like the only aggregator, but it was really unbundled, really kind of fragmented. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that, yep. All right. The second generation of the internet, very aggregated, very bundled, right? And got actually more bundled as every year of the last decade has gone on, where you've had more and more consolidation, fewer and fewer destinations where people go to interact with each other or to interact with content online. Do you agree with that? Agreed. Okay. I believe the next generation of the internet is going to unbundle and fragment again. It is going to disaggregate for a while because this is what happens. Things aggregate, they disaggregate, they come together and they go apart. And so I believe the third generation of the internet is going to be way more fragmented. And I think we are already seeing that. We're seeing that instead of just email, you've got a lot of messaging channels. You have all the social DMs, you have text message, you have business message, you have email, you have signal, you have all these channels, right? And that's like very interesting. When you think about search, even in our AI search episode, Kieran, we talked about how search was becoming really fragmented, that regardless of Google, Microsoft, whoever, like you're going to go to YouTube much more, TikTok much more, Reddit much more, all of these different destinations. And so one of my items I'm disagreeing you on is I think channel expertise remains just as important because the channels are fragmenting and there's going to be more of them. I think AI is going to help us keep pace with all that fragmentation, but I don't think channel expertise goes down just because I think there's just going to be so many more channels for a period of time. I think once the channels aggregate together again, 
I think what you were saying, I would then agree with. Maybe. I guess I it depends maybe. on what do you... Give it to search me. Is, let me. Let me say like, so let, let's go through search. If search is fragmented in that way, let's say it lives much more in an unbundled way where you have Google, Microsoft, vertical chat bots. YouTube search, YouTube search, TikTok search, different social search engines, community search engines, all of those things. We're seeing it in advertising too. Advertising is becoming way more fragmented. I guess my question would be, can an AI system not do the work across those things? Like, why can't it do the work across 10 apps versus one app if it's the same sort of work to be done? Because the AI isn't limited by capacity to do work. It's only limited in that instance if the work within certain channels are so specialized that the AI bot cannot actually add. A human adds more value than just like the AI bot can actually add. Okay, so this is a perfect second point because for everybody watching, this goes into Kieran's point around like, how the evolution of technical expertise in marketing is going to change. I think, Kieran, one of the things, if you think about the limitations of AI, it is, what is the data set that that AI has to learn from? Right. And what is a human's ability to get that data to an AI model and to not just train that AI model, but fine-tune and make that AI model better over time? And I would posit to you that as the internet fragments, there's going to be some of those channels that are going to have data sets that are very small in the beginning. And it's going to take some human expertise to get enough data to start to train the AI. And that fine-tuning those channels is going to take more channel expertise than you think, at least in the next couple of years. I think my point is the third person, the person who is competent, incredibly competent in operational technology, data, understands dude, AI dude, applications, dude, can replace dude. channel expertise. Well, that, this is bullshit, dude. YouTube comments, unless you're a channel expert, you're not going to agree with me. Well, no, the, the, Everyone me, else you, into the you, YouTube comments, you are, tell me you I'm are, right. You're making a giant freaking leap here. And the leap you are I'm, making... No, no, the leap that I, you I'm are making, making a is that... leap, considering where we've come over the past six months. No, the, but you're making a, an assumption that somebody who is technical enough yes. to take a large set of normal of data, normalize it, feed a model, train that model, also, also is good enough at marketing and marketing strategy to have all the context of how to train that model and how to leverage well, that model. Well, they're marketers. And I think, that's, I think that's fundamentally untrue. Actually, I'm saying marketing gets split much more than it has been between technology, science, and art. And I think at the opposite ends of those spectrums, I think in the middle, you get commoditized. If you live in the uh, upper, opposite end of those spectrums, like you are deeply technical or you are deeply artistic, you are okay. But everything else in the middle is getting commoditized. I believe there's a role for channel strategists in the middle. And we can agree to I believe there is a role for at least for the next 36 Sh months. At least Short for the next term. 36 months. Yeah, but we're talking about the future, Kip. Magic ball. Three we're, years we're is, rubbing not, the is ball. not like tomorrow, well, man. I think, I think, I I think three years. I'm going to be old in three years. I'm already I think old. Three years. Three years. I don't think three years. I think 18 oh, months. Oh, come the fuck, man. Three years. We've literally just changed the world in six since November. And you think the world is not going to change no, dramatically? No, we have, we have set the years. foundation for change. We're going to have hoverboards in three years. The world do. hasn't changed that much. It it, it's, it is flipped on its technology has flipped on its head. Yes, the foundation has. But right. like, is is, is, your, is zapping your search draft from Google cut in half yet? No. No, no, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying that we will have AI assistants, like technologists that will be able to help us use AI applications to actually be able to perfect our search strategy. I agree. I'm just telling you that it's going to take three, five, seven to 10 years before it gets mass 
mass adoption. Okay, we're arguing about timelines. Yes. We're talking about practice, dude. <laughs> Are you trying to out? We're, we're arguing talk about practice. <laughs> we're talking about practice. We're talking about timelines. Okay, so we agree. It's one of my favorite clips we ever. Agree, Great meme. We agree, but it's a timeline thing. So you just don't want to say you're Well, no, afraid. no, no. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> I think even I think even in three to five years, there's going to be need to be channel strategists. You're not going to need as many of them, and they're going to be aided much more by agents and machines than they are today. You but think I you'll think, have email marketers in three years? I think you will have a small, much smaller team of folks making the trade-offs amongst email. Because it's going to take a long time for the decision-making of AI across the like email customer journey, for example, to make the trade-offs of what you need to do. Right. I, and I might be wrong. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think you'll have a customer comms person who yeah, understands we already all have comms customer across comms all channels. People, dude. No, but I mean, like, I know how to perfect the entire comms across email, chat, like all these places where someone is interacting with me. But I'm not a specialist in any yeah, one of those. That's just disciplines. an evolution of what we have today. We're arguing over semantics. I think we're okay. agreeing on some things, disagree. I think you think the change is going to be much crazier than I think. I think it's going to be. I like my point, but which is if you have a singular line and marketing and you have like art and science, the further you are to either one of those ends, likely the less disrupted you'll be. I'm going to agree with you in principle. We're going to disagree on some of the details. I agree with you on the domain expertise and like what I would say, domain expertise, creativity, differentiation, true strategy. That's going to get more important. That's part of the point you made. What do you think about product marketing? Does that get commoditized? I think product categories get, I think parts of product marketing get commoditized and other parts don't. And I think we don't completely know yet. I think product marketing goes much heavier to use case and little less categories, analysts, that kind of things as right. bots come in and AI comes in to help, you know, people evaluate technology, my guess. Right. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest-growing business podcast. If you want an MBA's worth of insight in one podcast, this is the right show for you. Entrepreneurs will love the show because it's filled with repeatable proven studies, not hearsay and one-off success stories. You're going to love the show because I was interviewed by Phil. You can go check out my episode. And I recently listened to an awesome episode. It's called Six Scientifically Proven Persuasion Techniques. It's a must listen for anyone in marketing. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. The last part you said is was around the technical marketers. I think you and I could probably both agree on the following statement that marketing teams are going to get much more technical over the next one to five years. Which is kind of wild that? because that has been like the trend over the past 10 years. Yeah, so that trend is, like, is only going to continue and accelerate. Agreed. But we're arguing that the skills are going to be different. Where the technical skills of the last decade that's been increasing have largely been around operations, data cleanup, web development, those things, which are very important. We are adding to that even more technical data skills, data engineering skills. We're adding to that model training, 
model fine tuning, building micro products, uh, integrating models with core engagement technology in your marketing strategy, all of those things. Is that how you're thinking about it? I'm saying that actually a marketer has to think like a product builder. Let me give you an example. I can work with my oh, AI. I, agree with I can work with my AI assistant and I can say, okay, like build me an outbound email campaign, include this data, include this offer. Once you collect information, enrich data, look for engagement signals that do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Once you see engagement signals, rotate lead to sales team. Once rotated to sales team, create enablement deck, include in company domain name, give some information about company, include why company would buy a product. And once meeting this happened, get me gong information and tell me TLDR of like how that sales call went. That is like building a, like a micro product. Mm -hmm. The AI app is stitching together all these different things across apps to build me like a micro product that does this specific thing. And that to me is the skill set that a marketer will need to have to be able to like leverage the AI assistance and the data and to think like product builder of like all these different micro products I'll build within my customer experience. Oh, look, I think that is going to happen. I agree with you on that. I think part of my issue with, I think, channel expertise still being important, is there's going to be a lot of unintended consequences of that. Like, for example, like data privacy was an unintended consequence of the second generation of the internet. Is that data was everywhere. A bunch of people did nefarious things with it, and that created actions. There's going to be a bunch of that kind of stuff. So you're still going to have more compliance operations than I think we think, and you're going to have more channel expertise to make sure that things are deployed correctly and soundly and in compliance with a bunch of probably regulations and customer expectations changes that we currently don't see coming yet, but will be a big part of our business society over the next three to five years. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot that person will need to work at. Like we've even doing a bunch of experiments with AI, like it still hallucinates a lot and you can play with the thresholds of like, give me back the exact thing and don't try to guess anything or, you know, guess wildly and try to just figure out the answer yourself. But yeah, I think there's going to be a ton of things that we have to work at that we don't know how to work at at scale. But I think that mindset that a marketer can bring, which is like, how do I just like automate and how do I create a bunch of micro products to like do all this stuff for me is going to be an incredible skill set to learn. Look, I think that, that is totally true. I think if you are somebody out there who is early in your marketing career, wow, there's huge opportunities for you to develop skills ahead of everybody else and literally transform your career would be one of the core takeaways I'd have here. And what's great is doesn't matter if you're super technical, it doesn't matter if you're super strategic, there's an opportunity for you anywhere, right? And so I think that is what's really important here. Right. Okay. We actually argued for quite a while and I think, but I think it was helpful because I think we kind of represented both sides of this debate on the future of marketing teams. I think, Kieran, we should close out with a couple minutes of like, if we said five years from now, we had five years from now, what three functions in marketing are more important? What do you think is going to increase? Like, what would you put in that top three or at least yeah. start to? I think brand content, you can call it ops, growth ops, automators product builders. But that third part, which is that ability to automate incredible customer experiences using AI applications and data. So brand, content, the AI ops folks. Uh, completely agree. I'll go next. I think events is going to get way more important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think in-person connection, offline connection and community is going to be way more important in a world where agents and robots are managing a lot more of the online stuff. Do you agree with that? Agreed. Yeah, people are going to want much more in-person connection. 
Did you ever think you would say that in your whole life? <laughs> no, I'm all I'm being in serious. It, humans with humans. Community, events, it's all coming back. You're, you're like, wait. Well, community, to be fair, is like... You're like, wait, somewhat. I'm vouching for events now? This is pretty, this is pretty crazy. Okay, know. so we got ops events. I think those are for sure top three. What do you think is the third spot in like, hey, this is going to get more focus? So content brand, growth ops, events, community. I think that is like a good five things that if you nail those things, your marketing strategy is going to be a good yeah. spot. Like if you can actually nail those five things, you have like a pretty future-proofed strategy. I agree with all that. I think product marketing changes it goes down a little bit because, you know, AI is going to be involved in decision making. I'll take the bull case for product oh, yeah, marketing. Yeah. I, I, I was about to case. argue the bull case. Go yeah, ahead. The, the bull case is it's actually the most important thing because AI commoditizes everything so heavily that you need incredible product marketers to be able to guide your product to be different, look different, sound different. Now, you could argue that brand is a big part of that. Like, what's the handoff between brand and product marketing? Because brand needs to help you be a differentiated brand. But I have been thinking about that because AI is going to make all software look somewhat similar than maybe how you position and how your product marketing team guides your product to be different and better goes up in value. The point I was going to make on the bull case for product marketing is if AI is negotiating price of contracts, then you need product marketing more to drive perception of values for the humans that can yeah. override the AI. So I think what we're saying is product marketing is in the uncertain camp. We don't know. It could actually go one way or the other. Those are the big ones. I think a lot of what's happening with marketing is going to just continue on its logical progression, but there's going to be some inflection points, especially for events, brands, like ops. Like You're going to see those, I think, only grow in importance, right? right. It's going to be harder to replace front-facing, customer-facing marketing roles with AI because if you do all brands... Yeah, look, look exactly. The same. You just lose differentiation. Yeah, the differentiation are the ones that are going to add that kind of human emotion. They're the, the people who can actually add emotion, fun, humor, all those well, kind of things into the Let's put it differently. Brand. By the time AI could do all that stuff, I hope you and I are retired. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> my plan is just to get out before AI could do all that stuff. Totally. But leave comments, leave comments for us on what you think hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hope you enjoyed the debate today. It's going to be a very fascinating subject. Kieran and I got into it. I think we had a good time. And we'll see you real soon on Marketing Against the Grain.